This is Cat's podcast, episode number 20. Welcome everyone, I'm Cat, I'm your host. Welcome back to another Freedom Lifestyle Edition. And today I'm super happy to have my friend Cat Kennedy on the show again. Cat was here, she was actually one of my very first guests. She was on episode number three last year. And today she's here for a freedom update. Kat is a yoga teacher. She is an international retreat leader and a plant-based food creator. She's doing um, caterings and if you follow her Instagram stories, you'll see what she's creating every day with music and love and <laughs> it's really inspiring. For me, Kat is really the embodiment of living freedom and joy in your everyday life. And if you're in need for some sunshine or you're looking for a bit more lighthearted episode, this one is definitely for you because Kat has such a joyful nature. She's laughing a lot and it's really an episode that will make you smile. And also her wisdom is so simple. You could easily write it on sticky notes and put them all over your place and be reminded of these little everyday wisdoms every day. So this episode is about finding back to your heart, about making peace with your body and how to really feel best in yourself. A few things we talk about are her freedom update, how has her perception of freedom changed over the past year, What's what has happened in her year. We talk about, as I just mentioned, the embodiment of joy and freedom in everyday life, our connection to nature, traveling as a way of healing and finding back to ourselves, how coming home when the pandemic hit felt like for her, tips for finding freedom in lockdown, comfort zones and the difference between comfort and security, finding freedom in your body, not chasing instant outcomes and trusting the process, how Kat dealt with canceled plans, a key piece of life advice, how to deal with situations that trigger resistance in you, creating new perspectives, core and courage, letting go of overthinking, and the transformation that can come out of pain and destruction. And also, we're talking finances. And this is something I try to touch on in every Freedom Lifestyle Edition because a lot of people want to know, how do you do that? How do you uphold or sustain a lifestyle that entails a lot of freedom and that isn't connected to a permanent job or a permanent payslip? And her insights today are really a must-listen for anyone who's struggling with financial worry due to the current situation so there might really be a few good pieces in there that'll help you overcome your worry all right and now without further ado enjoy the sun-filled conversation <laughs> so how was your morning so far my morning has been lovely i i woke up and I haven't meditated in a couple of days, so I just decided to 
go outside and sit and breathe for like 10 minutes. And every time I do it, I just question, why don't I do this every single day? You know, <laughs> like even just 10 minutes and it just helps you become more fully, you can fully embrace who you are. And yeah, just breathing with the wind and feeling the, the sunshine on my skin and drinking lots of water. And then I jumped in the ocean and that's why my hair is still wet. <laughs> it's been a very flowy morning. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I think it's perfect as an introduction for the second episode with you, Kat. Welcome back to the show. I'm, I'm really super happy to have you here today because you were on the Freedom Lifestyle Edition pretty much exactly one year ago. And mm -hmm. the title of the first episode with you was how to create joy and freedom in your everyday life. And over the past year, I feel that our connection has grown and I've been following you. And still for me, you're this perfect embodiment of joy and freedom in your everyday life. And you also, for me, you bring out this, you literally radiate out this connection to nature with your barefoot walking. And so what you just said about sitting outside and then jumping into the ocean, that's just perfect. Happy to, yeah. uh, to have you back on the show for this freedom update today. Yeah, it's really looking back like a year ago, I just feel like we we're both kind of going down these new paths and we weren't really sure where they were going to lead us. Like you were just starting your podcast and my what was I doing a year ago I guess I was thinking about doing a retreat but I didn't really have the substantial like plan or anything and mm, I think you had a rough idea that you wanted to do it yeah 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 because I I had traveled like a few years before we met and then I feel like this past year like after we talked a year ago my traveling was more to really just heal myself and not so much like look for external things to, to make me happier. Like I, I was in the jungle <laughs> this past winter and I just remember feeling like I'm here for me. Like this, this nature that's surrounding me right now, it's just helping me become more in tune with like who I am as a person and, And what I want to create in this world rather than I feel like when I was traveling in the past, it was more to like find something like maybe find a partner, or like find a job or something to, to make me feel more secure. But this year, I just feel like I'm I'm fully embracing like the flow of following my heart without looking for a certain outcome and just kind of being really present with everything that's around me. And especially when you're in the jungle and it's just like all green, which is for your anahata, your heart chakra. I just felt like my heart was constantly bursting open. And <laughs> yeah, it was it's been a really beautiful year. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So when was the last time? When when have you been in the jungle last time? When was that? Um 
like before this time or no just most recently the one you were referring to um that was january and then i got home in march because of covid (laughs) my plan was to stay there and and actually take spanish school in guatemala um but then i just had to fly home because i didn't want to be stranded there and and that's been a lesson too just fully embracing where i am now because i've been here since march um in the house that i grew up in on cape god with my mom and my grandma (laughs) and coming back here part of me was questioning like am i going backwards like am i not continuing on this path of growth but i'm realizing that it doesn't really matter where you are it's more like how you're feeling on the inside when you're when you're there and yeah i've just been really connecting with nature here too which has been so healing and just jumping in the ocean as often as i can and going out into the mm-hmm. forest i'm i'm like finding all these new places too that i didn't know existed around here so it's been a new a new venture <laughs> mm. that's so beautiful and it's so interesting that you're saying that coming back home actually to your home where you grew up in and I had a very similar experience coming back from New Zealand. I ended up in Germany in my parents' place (laughs) in a good way. And it's funny because I talked to other people and they made similar experiences. And that's what we're also here for to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that there's a lot of new perceptions for us and also a lot of new perceptions regarding our freedom. Mm-hmm. So regarding our freedom and you just, you already touched on that saying, Oh, I, I came back home to my childhood home and I didn't expect this, this new feeling here. I thought I would find it somewhere else, but now I'm back and there's kind of a good surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my travel journey kind of began when I felt like I could find something in the world that I was really looking for in myself. And the more that I traveled and like wasn't finding what I was looking for, the more I realized like, okay, there must be some more like inner work that needs to be done because this isn't working what I'm doing now. And like, I remember when I took my, or I taught my first yoga class, it was in a room with like 40 students in New York city and it was an apprenticeship. So the head teacher, when she looked at me and just said, you're on, I remember feeling like I was about to just take a leap and And I wasn't sure if I was going to be caught or like how I was going to fall, but I knew that I had to take the jump because turning around and going back into my comfort zone was almost scarier than following my heart. So I just jumped right in and kind of didn't know what I was doing. And it was terrifying, but the more that I showed up and kept doing it and committing, the more comfortable I got with it. And And I realized that you don't really grow when you stay in your comfort zone. That's that's what this whole journey of yoga teaching has taught me is you can easily just like keep doing what you're doing if you're not 
fulfilled, but you're comfortable. And it's terrifying to step away from that routine. But if you're not fulfilled doing it, you're not really like living your truth and creating from your heart and, and living in a way that, that inspires you and, and is your passion. So I think too, there's a difference between comfort and security. Like you can be secure while you're having uncomfortable conversations or you can be secure while you're trying something new and sucking at it at first. (laughs) And that's kind of how I, I view my connection to the earth because it's like your root chakra, your, your sense of confidence in your own body and like your connection to this planet and just being more secure with, with what I'm doing in life and not, not trying to have like some certain outcome right away because it's, it's a process, but you got to just take that leap and trust that mm. something will catch you. <laughs> I love what you're saying about not expecting an outcome right away. Mm-hmm. Because I feel this is still so ingrained in our Western societies that we expect that when we do something or want something, we have it straight away. But with mm-hmm. a lot of things, it's it's not that case. And maybe these times right now are showing us that in a, um, in a stronger way than usual and mm-hmm. forcing us to stay in a place or to be with something for longer. Mm-hmm. So I find that a good impulse, a good piece of food for thought for, for everyone. But I want to go back to when you were talking about, oh, coming home and how it was for you. And particularly, mm-hmm. how did your perception of freedom evolve being back home on Cape Cod? I think really my perception kind of shifted before I even came home. It was in, I guess, February. Um, I just discovered this freedom in my own body that I had never really felt before. Like I recently posted something about my transformation from like 2016 to now and just my relationship with my body like I was constantly when I was living in New York feeling like I was never skinny enough or always I was always comparing myself to like the other beautiful women around me and and I just I learned that that's living in like a a scarcity mindset where you, you constantly feel like you're not enough versus living in a state of abundance where you feel like you are you embody everything that is like the most beautiful flowers and trees and the sunshine the earth like you're a part of it all your body is not only yours it's it is the earth right you you come from it and all the elements that make up the most beautiful landscapes they also make up you and me so I really something about being in the jungle this winter like really it was almost it was almost like the the trees were speaking to me like just being reminding me to be so present and and conscious of of my health and like I may not look like 
everybody else, but I'm still beautiful and unique and, and to just really embrace that. And I think when you have that freedom in your body where you just say, this is me, like, take it or leave it. This is who I am. Then it doesn't really matter what other people think when they look at you or how they view you. I recently read a quote that was like, how people perceive me is not my problem. Like that's, that's where they're coming from. And all I can do is move in a way that feels good for me and is in alignment with my heart and to consciously respond to when things happen rather than just react. So I think really just finding freedom in my own body is what creates the foundation to, to grow into my fullest potential wherever I happen to be in the world. <laughs> and yeah, I think it really just starts with embodiment and, and coming into this present moment and recognizing that the past and the future are just mere thoughts. Like life really only exists right now in this moment. So to, to focus on your breath and all the life around you, all the beauty that still exists. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always go on these like tangents and then you're like, where do I even begin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Stick to one thing. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious. Would you say because you said actually my perception of freedom changed due to how I perceived my body and having this new body awareness or kind of making peace with my body? Mm -hmm. And would you say that this new perception helped you through these or is still helping you in these? challenges challenging times right now yeah I mean there have definitely been moments throughout the last few months where I've just been like what am I doing with my life like I'm stuck here and I didn't have a job up until like this month actually and I was kind of just surviving off of um basically what I made from the retreat in Guatemala uh, in March and then I had this grand plan of hosting another retreat in September closer to home just to kind of like create what I had created in Central America, but in a place that's more accessible to more people that I know. And then I had to cancel that and like just a bunch of plans that I had, I had to like everybody else just cancel them and really just be where I am. And at first I met that, obstacle with anxiety and resistance but I really started to recognize by diving within that that doesn't help me and it's preventing me from feeling good inside my own body which is really why we're alive right to feel good inside our own bodies and and like be kind to each other and be kind to ourselves and I really wasn't doing that for the first couple months of this whole situation so I think mm. yeah I think just kind of coming into a state of acceptance and saying like it doesn't help to resist what is because this is happening 
and you can't deny that or pretend that it's not. So to try and just allow it and know that it's not going to last forever, just like every emotion, I guess. Um, your emotions just constantly are coming and going. And the more that you resist how you're feeling, the more that that feeling will kind of persist and stay with you. So I think really just embracing what's happening and, and also being grateful for my health and that I have a safe space to be living in. I, that really has helped me just a state of gratitude and recognizing that, that yeah, I'm safe. I think really has, driven me to where I am now. Mm. I loved what you said about accepting what is. So just you said, oh, at first I was having this anxiety and resistance within me, but then mm. looking at it, I knew I couldn't change it. Or the only way I could change it was shifting it in that way that I feel good again. And I love that because this is such a key piece of basically life life advice. So if we all tuned into that more often, I think we'd all be so much happier coming back to ourselves, coming back to our bodies and looking at ourselves and asking ourselves, okay, how can I make the situation good for me so that I feel good? Mm -hmm. that there's it kind of reminds me of this proverb i think it's a chinese proverb where the when the winds of change blow some people build walls others build windmills so you can kind of use the change or whatever is happening to either propel you into like a new direction and trust that it's all unfolding as it's meant to or you can block yourself off from from life and feeling good and and connecting with yourself and other people and I think that's been a big thing too is a lot of people are feeling disconnected from from their communities or or everybody around them because of all that's happening and that can be really disheartening and can lead to you know depression or anxiety because humans are social beings and we we thrive off of connection so Yeah, for me, it's it's been helpful to like really call friends or um, like be present with my mom and my grandma. It's kind of fun living in a three generational mm. household. <laughs> But See, just really like that are all these beautiful experiences we we wouldn't have without this pandemic. So yeah. I'm not I'm not saying yay we're having this. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes yeah. you're forced into situations that would never have happened otherwise and right that's nice and in a way it kind of it's not yay pandemic it's just kind of like yay this is happening like how can I make this how can I really connect with this and like learn in a way that I wasn't seeing before because I was like running around and planning things and like just reaching out of my out of my way but now it's like how can I connect just from where I am with the people around me? And my mom even said the other day we were on a walk and she was like, people are so much nicer. Like 
we live in a pretty conservative town and, <laughs> and a lot of the, even our neighbors wouldn't really say hi, but now like everybody is just like away from their normal distractions. So they're like, Hey, a human, like, hello, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been nice in that way to just kind of, yes, see the people right in front of you and mm-hmm. not, not look so much around. Yeah. And does it feel like coming back to your core in many aspects, not just to your body, but you said, oh, okay, you're, you can't make any plans at the moment. And we've also, before we've talked about your new retreat that might happen or might not happen. And so does it feel for you like coming back to the, to the core and focusing on things you wouldn't have focused on otherwise? It's funny you use the word core because the word courage derives from the Latin word core, like C-O-R. I don't know if you oh. knew this, but, but core means heart in Latin. So like the word courage literally means heart, like it's coming from your heart. And in order to, to have courage, you kind of have to move from this space um, behind your sternum and it's kind of where all your compassion and possibilities lie and I think in order to really create your dreams and your ideas you have to like build a strong foundation and come back to your core and and really recognize like what what do I want to create how do I want to feel like what kind of person do I want to be and I think this this whole covid situation has kind of helped me just step back and, and kind of remember all of that so to me you're always this perfect example of really being in touch with yourself and your whole being and your heart your core so for the people listening do you have like two or three tips how can if i know there's a with with all of what's going on people can be really stuck in their heads that's something that i'm feeling and i know a lot of people out there are feeling that they are kind of too much in their head so what helps you to reconnect with your heart with your core and get out of your head and into your yes I was just thinking about this like exact question but in my in my head (laughs) I wrote about it earlier works (laughs) yes yes in in Guatemala in March we went to this uh, Mayan fire ceremony and the Maya priest was telling us that in order to enjoy life you have to have a young heart and that has stuck with me like I think about it all the time just because we have this innate child in all of us but we so often just are worried about what other people are thinking or like is this socially normal or am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing but when you just close your eyes focus on your breath come back to your heart and and just move in a way that feels good if it's playful or you want to cry or you're stricken by grief like whatever it is just let yourself really be with it and fully embrace it and and trust that it will pass. And I think in order to come back to your heart and like drop down into your heart, 
away from your overthinking brain. Um, for me, going out into nature, because as I said, the color green for your heart chakra, <clears throat> if you just kind of embrace all the trees and the grass and the plants and all this life around you and recognize that you're a part of it, um, that's really beneficial for me. And also recognizing the air, because the air is the elements of your heart. So it's kind of like how love is like air, it's infinite and it's within and all around us. So to kind of remember that no matter how much you love, you can never run out of it. So never regret like loving too much, even if somebody didn't respond in a way that you wanted or, or whatever it is, you can always keep loving because you have an infinite source in the cave of your heart space. So (laughs) that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Love is like air. It can never run out. Oh my gosh. I want to write that down right now. (laughs) And you really like, if you think about it, when you take an exhale, you don't like worry that you're not going to be able to breathe in again. So it's kind of like love. Like you just let it go and just trust that it will come back without like trying to hold on to it because yeah, it'll come back if you let it flow. (laughs) Hmm. And do you have any tips on, because looking at it from from an outside perspective, you would say, okay, we're living in, in a time of physical restriction. We mm-hmm. can't go where we want to. We might be still quite, um, quite locked up in our houses. And then talking about freedom or having this idea of freedom, it might seem like opposites. What would you tell people or what would be your tips for people to maybe find freedom in the situation, in the restriction they're in at the moment? Hmm. I think I think it was Nelson Mandela that said, you can put my body in prison, but you can't imprison my mind. Like it's, it's really about just recognizing that you have the power to to come into this present moment and really just trust that you're here for a reason. Like you're here in this human body in this human form to love. Like there's really no other reason to exist. That's what I believe at least because you can almost feel it in your heart. Like when you're resenting somebody or hateful or angry it's like your heart is just tightening up and you can feel this wall building up but when you're in a state of just like being in awe of all that is like sometimes I just go outside and stare up at the sky and I'm just like I'm a part of this infinity like I am I'm in this body this physical body yes but beneath the physical body is my my life force your pranayama and and your connection to to all that is and I don't know like horrible things happen in the world and sometimes you wonder like why why is that happening why is this happening to this person or why is this happening to me and it can be really difficult to to kind of accept what's happening but 
it's almost like if you look at like that tsunami that killed like thousands of people a few years ago and was it thailand it's kind of like you can't resent the tsunami you can't resent like the earth for acting this way it's just it's a part of life it's it happened and you can't like pretend that it didn't or try and ignore it or resist it and you just have to trust that everything is happening as it's as it's meant to be like the earth is this living breathing planet and and if you look at things as horrible then they are horrible but if you look at it it's just like kind of a part of life like the transformation of sometimes you you need that fire to transform and have new growth and I don't know. It's a touchy subject to talk about because yes, horrible things are happening, but it's like, it's a, a horrible things happen in earth to on, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in nature and we're a part of nature. So it's like, how can you use this fire to transform you and, and more fully embrace your power to love, I guess is what I'm trying to get at is the the terrible things that happen can kind of help you develop your capacity for compassion and, and even empathy. Like if something causes you pain, you can kind of feel that for other people who are also going through pain. Like if you had never experienced pain, how would you be able to support somebody who is or, or offer like a shoulder to lean on? You would just, say get over it and not care but I think when you can fully embrace the painful moments in life you can recognize that you you can yeah grow your ability to have compassion I hope that that (laughs) made sense I was kind of (laughs) just rambling was in my brain but (laughs) no it did it did (laughs) Or it made it made sense, and I I know or I I feel you. I felt you when you said, "Oh, I it's this is such a hard thing to talk about actually because there is destruction and there is pain, and how can I even say that's part of the natural cycle?" But it is, right? And I think. Now, matter no matter how we perceive it in this moment, it's something we take with us and we can ponder on. And it's also something that's, I guess, that's been kind of denied in our societies. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe it's like talking about death. You don't usually do that. You try to avoid the subject because it's so sad in our perception and it's the end of life. And, but when we really go back to that thought that all the destruction is part of the bigger cycle of life, we can also see the change in all that's happening at the moment in another light. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still wrapping my head around that. It's not that I fully embrace that, but I it's really interesting to look at things from a new perspective and with a new light, so to speak. Mm. And we're also 
we're all so vulnerable as human beings. Like we're not going to be in these physical bodies forever. And I think the more often that you can try and remember, like I could die today, the more vibrant life can look. Like if you look at a sunset and think this could be the last one that I'll ever see, maybe the colors would be a little bit more radiant. Or if you talk to your neighbor, like this could be the last time that I ever see this person, you might be a little bit more kind. And I think sometimes we, we kind of wear these masks in public of, of what we think we should look like or what we think we should be saying or doing. But if you strip all that away, we're really just really vulnerable, sentient beings that just want to love and be loved. And that's all anybody really is looking for all the people that are like angry and resentful and hateful it's coming from a place of fear that they're not going to be loved or that they can't even love themselves and I think the more that you can be kind and recognize that nobody is going to live even a hundred more years you know and you don't really know that the time of death and I think a lot of people just think, oh, death is something in the faraway future. I don't have to worry about it right now. But like you could get hit by a truck tomorrow and people die every second. You know, they don't they don't wake up and think I'm going to die today, but they do. And I think the more you realize how powerful your existence is and how transformative that that pain can be, you can really yeah step into a place of compassion which is where your heart heart dwells and yeah mm. beautiful so thinking about all of this and and being faced with death or grief or uncertainty what helps you anchor the most in these times um i think really just it being in my body like we talked about like just really feeling all the sensations that come with being a human and you can only really do that when you're in the present moment. like if you're thinking about the future worrying about what you've done in the past you're missing like the air that's flowing into your lungs or the earth beneath your feet or the sunshine on your skin and the way that like sometimes when you're eating food you're thinking about like sending an email or walking a dog or mm. something you're missing like if you're eating an apple or something you're missing the whole cosmos that exists in that <laughs> single apple you know like the sunshine the rain everything it took to grow it and the flavor and yeah, if you just come into the, the present moment and recognize that that's where everything is happening, then you can be a little bit more grounded, I think. <laughs> mm, that's so poetic. And that's, I guess that's part of why I love you so much, because you can be so poetic and you're expressing yourself be it here now on the podcast or if people want to check out your Instagram over there as well. It's for me, it's really like looking at poetry in pictures and in words. And that's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's actually something I'm working on, like 
because I'm really writing is my creative outlet and I'm I'm always very flowy when it comes to writing but it, when it comes to speaking sometimes I can like talk too fast or like try and get my point across too quickly that I <laughs> I miss like a lot of what I wanted to say so I guess what I'm learning more recently now is to slow down and like <laughs> really be more conscious of the words that I'm saying before I say them so <laughs> thank you for saying that though because it yeah it reminds me to slow down <laughs> oh you're welcome <laughs> so would you say slowing down is an aspect that has really come into your life or grown stronger over the past year since we last talked here on the show yes like I think I think when you even your connections with other people like the greatest gift you can give to someone is your presence you know like if somebody's talking to you and you're kind of just thinking about other things or thinking about what you're going to say next you're not really you're not really absorbing them what they're trying to say and you're not really allowing them to to express themselves in a way that you can understand but when you're just really present and looking in their eyes and listening to every word that comes out of their mouth you can kind of take a breath when they're done speaking and then and then let your words come out and I think that's something that I've worked on within myself too is to just like take a breath and respond to what's happening to me rather than just try and like act on it and yeah it all starts with your inner relationship and that kind of translates into how you relate to other people hmm. so yeah slowing down has helped me kind of better understand myself which can help me better understand other people so take a breath slow down <laughs> that's my motto <laughs> that's a good motto i think yeah It is, period. It is a good motto. It's a good And motto. <laughs> I absolutely love what you said about maybe not respond right away, but take a breath, take a moment and mm -hmm. let that sink in what you just heard and then respond. And, mm -hmm. and, and even if, like sometimes silence can be uncomfortable. Like I did on my retreat in Guatemala, I made all of the guests do this um, eye gazing so I partnered them up and I made them just sit in front of me. I didn't make them like I suggested that they did this <laughs> but they went Change along with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I had them do this eye gazing where they literally just sit and stare into each other's eyes without saying anything without um yeah without saying anything and it can be really really vulnerable and kind of almost intrusive if you're not used to doing something like that because how often do you just like stare into somebody's eyes without saying anything you know like if someone at the grocery store just came up to you and like <laughs> stared you in your eyes you'd be like what's going on but but when you recognize somebody's eyes you can kind of recognize that behind them is this sentient being and it connects you on a deeper level and and reminds you of their vulnerability too and that they have all this pain and emotion and 
and joy that they've experienced in life, just like you. And sometimes I think we we're the only ones that experience something, but like all these other humans mm. around us also have this whole inner world that sometimes we forget to relate to. So mm. yeah, I think eye gazing is really powerful and just being really present with someone and recognizing that they're just as worthy of being here as you are, regardless of where they come from or what they're doing with their lives. Mm. It's good that you're saying that because before when we, you were talking about the fear and that we are all in some state of fear or that we can all relate to the same thing, there was something popping into my mind. I have another episode coming up and it's actually really interesting and it connects to this one really well. I'm seeing that now. We're talking about um, breaking through patterns of uncertainty and fear. And, well, I don't want to say too much, but I'll link to it mm. in the show notes. And uh, when it's not yet up, when this episode comes out, it will be at a lighter point. And so mm. I guess it's a good thing to listen to afterwards, after this one or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And that mm. kind of goes back to having courage versus being afraid um, in terms of opening up your heart because it does it does take courage to let someone really see you and to express who you really are because you're kind of peeling away those layers of, of doubt and insecurity that you've built up over the years just feeling like you're not enough or you're not going to fit in mm -hmm. or no no one's going to like you or whatever it is and, and when you start to peel away those layers it it does take courage to kind of step into your innate sense of of bliss and power and who you really are and i think when you're letting in by whether it's eye gazing or sharing a, a vulnerable story or whatever it is it it takes a lot of courage but when you're living in fear that's that's hindering you from really connecting with people and connecting with yourself even. So yeah, I think the more that you can just embrace who you are and how you're feeling and, and know that it doesn't really matter what you did in your past. You can start from right here with this mm. breath and, and start to move in a way that feels better for you. So. Mm. And Because you said it takes a lot of courage to open up to, to someone. And it's interesting because sometimes, or the first step would be that someone is you, like opening up to yourself and admitting it to yeah. yourself. That can be the hardest part is just saying like, wow, I've been in this pattern for so long and I don't even know how to live like outside of it. But kind of going back to like taking that leap I knew in my heart that I wanted to teach yoga you know something as as simple as that um sounds I just was terrified of it and I I just knew that I didn't want to stay where I was I wanted to grow and learn from this and I just had to accept that I wasn't going to be this this amazing teacher instantly it's uh 
Hmm. Not, yeah. It, you just have to be okay with like sucking at something at first and, <laughs> and just being, <laughs> just being, yeah, more playful and kind of relieve the tension from your body. And, hmm. Yeah. Playful is a, is a great expression for this. Mm. And I think thinking of it not as doing something and failing or doing something but not being perfect at it, but mm. instead of, okay, I'm just going to play with it. I'm just going to try it and I'll see how I feel. And I think that's a good approach to so, so many things in life. Mm -hmm. I always yeah. thought... I can only go into action when I, once I figured out everything 150%, but no, it's mm. not the case. And for example, with this podcast, I'm so, so happy that I started it a year ago because if I wouldn't have said, okay, now I'm going to do it. And probably I was still like overly perfect from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> but mm. from my own perspective, I wasn't a hundred percent ready. I was like, okay, but I'm going to do it now. So, Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the push that I needed. And now I'm seeing how I can grow and develop. And it all comes along the way. And we don't have to have everything figured out in the beginning. I love that. Yes. And I think control can sometimes be a defense mechanism to, to kind of protect yourself from jumping into something before you feel ready. But you're never really in control of what's going to happen anyway you're 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 in control of, of what you're creating and what you're doing but you're not in control of how other people respond or 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 anything like that so i think you can often oftentimes say like oh i don't have i don't have enough control i'm not ready for this but that's just a way for you to like allow yourself to stay where you are but when you kind of surrender and release control and and trust that your your heart will guide you to the lessons that you're meant to learn, then you can kind of take that first step and and learn along the way, like you said. And I'm very grateful you did your podcast too, because I think it was the perfect time to start. <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, you just gave me the right um, buzzword, release control. And mm. I want to shift gears a bit now. So in the first Freedom Lifestyle series, I asked, I think, all of my, or at least we touched on the point of finances. How do those, how do we as Freedom Lifestylers sustain ourselves? Because of a lot of us, we are self-employed or we have like three or five jobs juggling around and it can change from year to year or month to month. And You touched on it in the beginning of this conversation saying, oh, I, I didn't have a job for a while. Um, my plans, the retreat plans, they got canceled. What do I do now? So I, I know that this is a situation where a lot of people can freak out about and especially or maybe especially those who are considering living in a more free way. What helped you to have the faith or the trust that everything will work out in the end? 
Um, I think like the support of my family is what I've been super grateful right now for because I am living in a stable home. You know, I've always kind of had this home to fall back onto regardless of where I've gone in the world. I've moved around so many times that I've always known in my heart that I have this place to come home to, which has been just, it's been really just supportive of, of my life in general. And I, I know I'm not going to stay here forever, but allowing myself to, to be here now and kind of be open to taking maybe a job that I know that I'm not going to be doing forever also. Like right now I'm nannying, like full-time nannying. <laughs> so I have these two little minions that I bring with me everywhere. But, and I know that I'm not going to be a nanny forever, but I'm really just enjoying doing it. You know, I'm making the most of it. I could easily just like, sit on the couch with them and watch TV all day, but we go from morning till, till night or early night, just like to the ocean, to the forest on walks, like making lunch and doing arts and crafts. And I just like make the most out of it. And I think that like, if you're a chimney sweeper, like be the best chimney sweeper in the world, you know, like just, <laughs> just try and find joy in whatever it is that you're doing. And, and I mean, that can be hard for people around the world that are obviously suffering in, in many ways. But for me, it just, it just comes back to that sense of gratitude that I get to be nannying. Like, it's not something that I dream of doing, but I get to be like outside doing things with the kids and like finding joy in the little moments. And, and I also teach yoga still online and I'm starting to get uh, private clients more because people are mm. starting to come out of their houses again. <laughs> and so I mean, they're smaller. Sorry, you'll go. Well, I was just going to say they're smaller classes, so it's a little different than before, but it's nice to, to be doing that again. And yeah. Mm. I love what you're saying about doing what you're doing 150% because this is mm. like being fully present. And it reminds me of something that I read somewhere a while ago. And every now and then I remember it. It's like, be present with what you're doing, be it like mm. washing the dishes or walking in the garden or helping someone. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, it kind of stuck with me. I'm I'm far far away from that I'd say <laughs> but it's a good it's a good reminder and I yeah that's I guess that's why I loved what you were just saying and it mirrors your stance towards life and towards being here in this human body and in this earth experience a hundred percent yeah and I think too like a lot of people are feeling really anxious and terrified because maybe they've lost their jobs and maybe they're struggling to just find a safe space to live. And, and, and the, the best thing I can do for myself and for others I've learned is to just really be grateful and, and 
find that healing within myself so that I can start to like heal or help the people around me, which it's like a ripple effect. You just, you can't heal the entire world, but you can start with yourself and where you are. And it doesn't help to have guilt for the life that you have or where you are. It, it just, cause that lowers your vibration and it stops you from, from being kind or helping people or living in that abundant state where you just feel like if you give love, you can get love back. And I think it can be sometimes hard when you try and take on all the suffering in the world and say like, what do I do with this? Or how do I help? But the best thing you can do is just start with where you are, with what you have and with what you know, and know that like a lot of people are in fear so to have more patience because when you're in fear sometimes you can be hateful or or angry and kind of project that onto other people so whenever I come across that I'm kind of just take a deep breath and say like okay how can I how can I have more patience how can I send this person some compassion and yeah it really just starts with yourself and and finding just the joy and being where you are. Mm. That's great advice. That's that's a good piece. <laughs> um, connecting to that, do you have, or what could, what could each of us do today to create a freer and more empowered life and? that means creating a free and more empowered version of ourselves first. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to like the type of job you have. Like some people don't have the ability to just like quit their job and, and move to Australia or move to Bali or wherever they want to go. And like some people have families and, and life crises that are happening. And you just, you can't just tell someone, oh, just quit your job and travel. Like that, it's not realistic for a lot of people. So I think freedom, it doesn't necessarily mean like being this wild traveler who, who just goes with the flow, man. You know, <laughs> you got to like <laughs> find that freedom, like I said, wherever you are. And that might mean just being grateful for a deep breath like putting your head out the window or going for a walk and getting outside and just recognizing your health or your two feet or your two legs or whatever you have, knowing that some people don't have that or that you get to be in this human form and you get to love people. You get to feel the sensations that come with being in this body. And that's really what freedom is to me more and more. It's not so much like not having any like letting go of your what feels like restrictions and kind of just being truly where you are not feeling like you're stuck there but just really being there because that's where you are and and moving from that place towards where you want to be and maybe that's just how you want to feel like moving towards where you're more deeply in your heart and feeling better in yourself so that you can Yeah, more deeply connect with other people and, and even nature. Like, I feel like when you connect with yourself, you can more deeply connect with the beauty around you, like the trees and 
and all the flowers and <laughs> you really can't see the beauty unless you feel it within so yeah I think it's just feeling the beauty within you and feeling your power and knowing that you're alive like what are the chances that you're in this body you know floating in infinite space we're all here together the other thing is like we're all here in this time together like there will never be this exact mix of people at this exact moment so it's like how can we just respect each other more and and know that we're all vulnerable we all have emotions and we're all just trying our best to like figure out life what we're doing here because we all know that we're not going to be here forever you know but sometimes we forget that and mm. Mm. oh thank you for this that was beautiful again beautiful and i think also so valuable for a lot of us at the moment where we can't go somewhere far and we have to deal with where we're at so I think these words can really help to, yeah, kind of make peace with that. Yeah, um, making peace. Mm-hmm. And I have one last question. Mm. Who inspired you most lately? Is there someone or something? I went to, so there was a full moon Saturday night. And I went to a sound bath, like meditation. It was outside at my friend's house. And I hadn't seen her in probably like, I guess, since the winter. And something about being there, laying outside and listening to this beautiful vibration. She had like gongs and Tibetan singing bowls and all this magical sound around me. Something about being in that moment like I felt so fully present like more so than I had felt in a really 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 long time like the wind felt like mother nature was just like softly caressing me and <laughs> and I just felt like my body completely surrendering and then I realized that she inspired me so much because she kind of like created this like gathering of all these beautiful people and we were all just here in this moment and I opened my eyes at one point and saw the guy next to me put his hands on his one on his heart one on his belly and he was just laying there with like a subtle smile on his face and I was just like how beautiful that as humans we can create these spaces for people to just like come and be and feel and be present with themselves so she really inspired me her name is crystal and she's one of my dear friends and she also reminded me like why i wanted to become a teacher in the first place because such a powerful thing to create that space for people and and allow them to just feel however they're feeling and really be okay with that and also just it doesn't have to be some guru that inspires you you know it reminded me like wow, she inspires me today just as much as like Ram Dass did yesterday or whoever mm. it is, you know, like everybody can inspire you. And yeah, yeah, we all have something to share. <laughs> Definitely. And that's why I'm, that's part why I'm, I'm asking this question because 
yeah, it, it doesn't always have to be Ram Das or I don't know, Oprah Winfrey, um, <laughs> but it can be someone like your neighbor, you know, yeah. just anybody. You just have to connect with them in order to really like learn them. Yeah, and you also just touched on something that I find very inspiring for closing words for me feelings and connection stuck out in what you were just stay, saying and mm. at least for me personally at the moment it feels like a time to to really reconnect more even more and to feel more to not be that caught up in my head but to mm -hmm. really feel and what I'm feeling <laughs> yes I love that because when you do have all those thoughts in your head it just it's like it clutters your your clarity you know like your your mm -hmm. bliss <laughs> yeah. you're just con you're just ridden with like anxiety and stress so to try and just let those thoughts go even one by one just say that it doesn't have to last forever I don't have to hold on to it Yeah, it's a practice coming into the present moment. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much, Kat, for everything, for sharing all of this, for, again, being so open and really inspiring us to live with more joy and freedom and connected with nature and our true nature. Hmm. Thanks for having me. You always inspire me with your questions. Like, you know, when oh, someone asks you a really good question and then you have to like think about it. <laughs> so thank you. Oh yeah, me. I know these moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. answer that straight away. I have to think about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Those and are the questions that you want to like see more in life, you know, where you really have to think about the answer rather than just saying like, hey, how are you? You know, it's like, no, really, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what did i just want to say uh oh yeah yoga you said you're teaching online as well yes where can people yeah, find so, usually my instagram is where i post the most often like my classes and everything so inner is outer on instagram <laughs> Great. So I'll I'll put a link to Instagram in the show notes. I'll put a link to your website in the show notes. And when you know about future retreats, people can also find all info there, I guess. Yeah, I am doing the one in January as of now. Um, so in Costa Rica, January 23rd. <laughs> mm. Sounds mm. tempting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh amazing cool so i make sure there are all the links in the show notes and people can reach out to you and yeah i guess that's i guess that's it for today with with the freedom update i'm i'm really excited to do this i have a few people from the first freedom lifestyle series coming up for a mm. second time and giving an update reflecting on freedom in these weird and intense times and yeah. 
yeah again thank you so much for being part of this for bringing our freedom to life thank you for having me <laughs> coming out of our conversation with Kat I always feel so much lighter and more at ease and I hope you're feeling the same after listening to this thank you so much for tuning in and if you like this show if you like this episode Let us know what inspired you most. Send us an email. There's a link to my email in the show notes. Or hop over to Instagram and leave a comment there. We're really curious to hear what inspired you most and what maybe made you smile today and made your life easier. And also, if you're if you like this episode and you think it's a good one to share, then please share it. Please do so. Forward it to friends or um, to a family member and also share it on your social media. And one more favor, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you do me a huge favor and you'd immensely support this podcast by leaving a five-star rating. So hit the subscribe button then click on the five stars and then also write a little review. This really helps to inspire more people to tune in and it also helps me to grow this podcast and to bring out more episodes and to further evolve this mission of freedom and empowerment and reconnection. Thank you so much and I'm wishing you all a very happy and sunny day.